welcome to episode 32 of Welcome to Primetime. My name's Anthony. And my name's Holly. And we are in full spooky mode over here. <laughs> we are, um, uh, what is it, October 11th, so we're 11 days into our uh, 31 days of Halloween marathon, and um, we kind of planned for like double or triple features each day, which has not happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've watched at, le- at least one movie per day, though. We've tried. Uh, we, and uh, we've definitely watched at least one one per day, but maybe double and triple features every day were a little ambitious. Maybe <laughs> a little. Maybe just a little bit. But um, I don't know what compelled us to pull it off a little bit more frequently last year. Yeah, maybe just more time. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're just old now. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but... Um, it, Nonetheless, we've watched a lot of uh, spooky movies and have a lot more planned on our our list for the remainder of this fine month of October. So, um, you know, of course, uh, you have to kick off the month, or at least we do, with the uh, original Halloween. And I know that I've mentioned that show. Uh, I was going to say that show. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know. I was trying to say I've, men- I've mentioned that on the show before. That's what I was trying to say, but... It, Anyway, I know that (laughs) I've mentioned that movie on the show before. There we go. Uh, Several times. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it. But um, yeah, it's just like a tradition for me to start off every October 1st um, with Halloween. It's been a tradition that I've done for like, I don't know, probably the past eight years or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, so kicked it off with that. And uh, I don't know if I've ever actually really talked to you, though, about what you think of the OG Halloween so yeah OG Halloween um has become a staple in our house (laughs) in this house um I watched it probably bits and pieces of it with my mom but never you know I knew who Michael Myers was but my first impression of the Halloween you know I guess franchise was with Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween remake. Oh yeah, we have yeah. talked about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my first horror movie um, experience. It was my first rated R movie in the theater. I was in ninth grade. Um, yeah, because we talked about um, before theater etiquette and um, my trip to the theater that time to see the rated R movie. Oh yeah, and had the, a bunch of kids in the movie. Yeah, the theater. kindergartners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, so we have talked about it before. <laughs> Um, so it was really refreshing to see, uh, the OG for the first time in full length. (laughs) Yeah. That was with you. Um, so yeah. And to also watch the the second one, I hadn't seen any of the sequels or anything like that. Um, and a new sequel that we added that I haven't seen before was H2O. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we, yeah, we want so so far this month we've watched in the Halloween franchise, the original and two, like you said, mm-hmm. and then H two O. We kind of did a little out of order, but um, I mean, technically, you know, you can kind of go with yeah, the the yeah that that follows one timeline, and then you could do the you know one through six timeline, omitting season of the witch. There's all it's like as many different timelines as the Star Wars universe at this point, I think. And then you could do like the the first one, uh, Halloween seventy eight, and then pair it with Halloween twenty eighteen. Um, and you could just do that way. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you could watch it. Personally, I like all of the sequels, um, except for uh, Resurrections, probably not my favorite. But Yeah, um, I don't think I've watched that one. And I think I've mentioned, uh, 
Mooch. Who's Mitch? <laughs> Missed season of the witch. Yeah. Um, the you know, one. like everybody, everybody of course knows that, uh, it doesn't have Michael in it, but it's, it's one that, um, I, you know, kind of used to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely have come around to it. Um, because I, I, I watched it like before my love of, uh, 80s horror really developed. And so when I watched it, I was like, Oh, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have Michael in it. I know that sounds really cliche because that's the, that's the reason mm-hmm. people give for not liking it is because it, it doesn't have Michael in it. But I mean, that was my reaction too, honestly. Um, cause like I said, I, I watched it before I developed my appreciation for cheesy eighties horror. And then after I had developed that taste for that genre, I went back and watched it again. And I was like, I love this movie. Like everything about it's great. Uh, Alan Howarth does a really great score. Uh, on that one and um very synthy and electronic and pretty cool so <clears throat> um, i remember getting the score for halloween in, in chain mails but it had like a picture of samara on it and it would say like her name was something else and like she's gonna come be at the foot of your bed tonight but that would be the audio it was like from the old flip phones what you just open up a text and it would just play the audio you know did so, you ever get those chain i mean texts i like got that? like not that intricate i got one that's like forward this text to eight people or you know this yeah. gremlin will pop out of your toilet or whatever <laughs> like yeah, stuff like that yeah. but i, I never got anything that intricate with like music and yeah, images and, th- and stuff very distinct memory my first phone was the pink lg flip phone um and i would open it um to get a text message and i would see the first thing i would see is like a, a picture of samara um but it would be playing the halloween how often soundtrack. does this happen to you i mean it happened a fair amount just because i you know, small town, small circle of people. <laughs> Things circulated more than once with chain mail. Interesting. I mean, yeah. 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 Chain no. texts. I'm Can't. glad that that's not a thing anymore. I mean, yeah. I guess it is with old ladies on Facebook, but. <laughs> it's it's more like uh, now you get, are you, can we count on your vote this election season? Oh, my um, favorite is uh, the rural town Apple headquarters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you get like texts. Yeah, we got way off topic. But. That's the real fright this Halloween, <laughs> folks, is spam message. <laughs> yeah, Holly has gotten uh, um, some some text messages from uh, the supposed Apple headquarters in, uh, in a small rural town in That's South 7, Georgia. 7,000 people. And uh, apparently Apple uh, has built their new headquarters there. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway, we digress <laughs> a whole bunch, a whole bunch. Anyways, Halloween, a classic staple in my opinion, it feels like home anytime I watch one of those or the sequels because of you. So yeah, I'm excited to watch uh, four and five. They're my my favorite. Four is my favorite sequel for sure. Um, which was side note, but an, an interesting side note that actually address like pertains to what we're talking about. We were uh, we just went on a trip to Salt Lake a couple of weeks ago, and um, we're able to go and that that's where Halloween four and five. I'm pretty sure if I was filmed there too. Uh, but anyway, we were able to go and see some Halloween four locations while we were out there, which was pretty cool. So that was a lot of fun. Get some pictures of that. <laughs> and um, we should post those on our podcast page. Yeah, we post them on the Instagram so you guys can see them. We went to, um, I forget. I know we went to see where they uh, <laughs> they shot Ted Hollister, mm-hmm. um, and we saw um, the house, the Meeker house. Yeah, yeah, and then we saw Vincent Drug. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, saw several different things out there, which is pretty cool. Um, some cool Halloween four locations, and uh, yeah. So anyway, those are uh, some that we're looking forward to watching, and some that we have watched. Um, 
Next up, uh, one of my uh, Halloween staples, too, is Monster Squad. And I uh, watched that with my family. That was a lot of fun. Um, basically, if you haven't seen it, it's this it's kind of like a like a horror uh, version of uh, like a lighthearted horror comedy um, of like similar to Goonies where like the mm-hmm. kids band together to to save the town and all this kind of stuff. And <clears throat> um, but they are trying to save the town from the universal monster. So you have uh, Dracula and the mummy and the Wolfman and Frankenstein's monster um, creature, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. And uh, they're coming to take over this town, basically. And um, that's so, a fun amulet. Yeah. And so amulet. the the kids <laughs> uh, basically kind of get wind of what's happening. And the adults, of course, don't believe them. So it's up to the kids to save the town. And uh, it's really good. It's 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 funny. And it's kind of like um, family friendly for the most part, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, use the same discretion you would if you were watching Goonies. Yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty much. much the same. Yeah. Like, temperament and so yeah monster squad's pretty cool if you guys have not seen that one um i'm sure that you that you've probably heard of most of these um so we're gonna do a little bit of a a deep cuts thing too to give you some recommendations that you might not have heard of um one of them maybe potentially uh that you haven't heard of is sea fever um which just streamed on hulu uh, a couple of nights ago and thought it was pretty interesting um as I've mentioned on here before, I'm a big fan of aquatic horror. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you caught the tail end of this one with me, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, basically with with this one, um, there's this uh, like exploration sort of crew, I guess you would say. I'm not really too sure. They might even just be fishermen. I'm I not. Think I, I think fishermen. there might just be like fishermen and they go out on this, this old, really old boat. And there's this uh, girl who I believe she's some sort of, I can't remember what her exact area of study is, but she has to go, she's some sort of like, um, like scientist or, you or like a biological behaviorist. Yeah. Something like that. Something in the, mm-hmm. the science or medical field or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but anyway, the gist of it is that she needs to get some like, I guess, uh, real life experience and hours and stuff. And so she is sent out onto this boat with this group of, um, fishermen and uh while they're uh on the boat they're in the middle of the water and then all of a sudden they hit something uh and it's like the it's they're just in the middle of the ocean and so it doesn't make any sense but the boat just stops like almost like if it had brakes like it would slam on the brakes and uh so and and it's like everything like stuff goes flying on the ship you know like that's not tied down things like that and so as they realize what they've hit it's like they um actually kind of think that they hit a whale at first but then they send of course the the most inexperienced person the girl who is like never really been on a boat before they send her diving uh under the water because they're like well you have to dive anyway so you might as well do it (laughs) and uh oh this is after their boat starts oozing this like green slime they're like you should go dive and see what it is and so she goes down and sees this like giant like tentacle creature you don't really see a lot of it but she sees like glowing tentacles and so she comes back up and she's like you know this this thing has a hold of our boat basically and then um it kind of goes from there uh it's basically like a just a cool alien-ish aquatic horror movie um where they're stuck on this boat 
and this creature has a hold of them. And then there's these like parasites uh, that are in the, that kind of start coming into the boat. And then if you have like an open wound, they'll get in and kind of like just settle in your body. And uh, obviously they don't want that to happen. Um, But, you know, so they kind of have to figure out um, what's going on and how to stop it and all that kind of stuff. But they're stranded in the middle of the ocean at the same time. So it gets a little stressful and uh, it was pretty cool though. I liked it a lot. Um, I think you, you only saw like, you know, 30 minutes of it or whatever, but yeah, it has a cool soundtrack. That's what I can say about it. Yeah. Um, they use a a band called daughter. They use one of their songs, um, at the very end of the movie and, um, had a pretty cool score. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I can speak into. (laughs) (laughs) Next one. You can definitely speak more into, uh, this one is a cool little slasher, um, that is perfect for the Halloween season. It's called haunt. Um, if you have Shutter, you can check it out on there uh, and, and watch it there. Uh, I think that we watched it, if I remember correctly, we rented it last year, right? Like on Vudu or something? I think it was on Shutter last year. Maybe it was. As well, uh, or either, Amazon Prime. One of those, yeah. We we yeah. like rented it or watched it on Shutter. One of, but it's yeah. definitely on Shutter now because that's where we watched it this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, what yeah. do you... So uh, basically, it follows this group of college-age kids. Um, they're they meet at a party, and um, there's of course like a lot of dramatic backstory that is kind of irrelevant to the synopsis right now. Um, but they find an extreme haunted house, um, and they find out uh, when it's too late that the extreme haunted house is um, a ploy for some serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, if, if you guys remember, there's a movie that came out maybe 2017 ish called, um, Hellfest. And this is what I think everybody wanted Hellfest to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, uh, Hellfest kind of shied away from the, like the kills and the gore and the things that you probably wanted to see if you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just kind of cut away. So, you know, there'd be like, the killer would come and try to, you know, he'd be taking somebody out or whatever. And then it would just cut immediately. And then it only showed like, you know, just a couple of the kills. And it was just kind of like, they, they definitely didn't do as much as they could have with the setting of that movie. And so haunt comes along and I was like, Oh, like that's what intrigued me about it was like, Oh, it's just like Hellfest, but probably better. (laughs) And so, um, they kind of, not that Hellfest was bad or anything. It was, it was okay. But I think Haunt did what Hellfest tried to do and kind of did it better. Um, it kind of went full on into mm-hmm. the con, leaned into the concept more. Yeah, there's um, some great uh, kill moments. There are some really cool visuals with lighting. Um, yeah, lots of purples and orange and things like that. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's just some good moments where it builds tension a lot too, yeah. uh, which is cool. Um, builds a lot of suspense and tension, and which is like what to me makes it really effective. You're like, Oh my gosh, you know, like what's going to happen next? Like there's this really cool, uh, scene that I'm pretty sure is just designed to build tension where they, uh, it's called like guess the body part and it's yeah. part of the haunted house. And so the characters are walking through it and they do it and you're like, and they put their, their basically their whole arm through this hole in the wall trying to, um, figure out what it is. And you just, you know, at this point we know that, it's like a, a trap. Something's uh, something's wrong with this haunted house, but the characters don't know it cause they have split up into different groups. Um, so we've seen one of the characters fates, but the others have not. So 
anyway, without getting too spoilery or too much into it, um, that's a it's a pretty cool movie and it's definitely definitely a good one for uh, for Halloween. Um, it's called Haunt, and like I said, you can watch it on Shutter, uh, probably Amazon Prime, and um, Ronin Flicks is actually putting out a really cool Blu-ray of it, which I would totally buy this one. Um, it, they released it on DVD last year, and I didn't want to get it. I was yeah. like, I'll hold off for the Blu-ray, and Ronin Flicks released the Blu-ray, so I pre-ordered so it. So you know you're, they're going to make a Blu-ray of that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. So, um, yeah. Next one is um, Stephen King's directorial debut, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't catch the beginning of this one. Um, I came in about midway through. Um, yeah, which was pretty pretty funny because you're like, "What are you watching? Yeah, I was like, what is going on?" <laughs> so what what did you, what were your thoughts as you came into the room? <laughs> My thoughts, I I didn't really know. Um, like you said, what was going on? Um, so it's basically, if I'm if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, it's basically this comet is flying past earth and it causes all of the machines to go haywire. Um, so like that includes like even light bulbs, uh, like Christmas lights, anything, it becomes kind of sentient. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There is this sort of comet that earth is like in the tail of and, uh, pretty much just, yeah, it makes all the machines and things go crazy. There's a cool scene where there's, um, this this lady in the diner and her she has like a a meat cutter electric meat cutter and it just turns on and like cuts the crap out of her arm you know and um there's there's some pretty interesting parts it's most mostly it seems to like it affects all these different machines there's like but you know there's it's also like a lot of plot holes too (laughs) it's the only movie stephen king ever directed and he um actually said he was like coked out of his mind uh when he directed it and um yeah, I mean, it's one of those, like, so bad it's good ones, you know? Yeah, uh, it was it, a fun thing. It was fun to watch. It mainly focuses on semi-trucks. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's yeah. like, the, and there's the, this, the semi-truck that's kind of, like, based on the Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, the toy truck with the Green Goblin's face on the front of it, basically. Yeah, which, his eyes glue red. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool, you know? It's, like, um, it's, it's goofy and crazy and entertaining, and, yeah, it's just, like, a what would we do if machines, you know, and there's this like really crazy scene where the, the lady in the diner runs out and she's like, we made you and you can't, you know, do, this you can't do this. Us. We made you. And then, you know, anyway, but <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool one. Uh, Vestron uh, video put out a really cool uh, special edition Blu-ray a couple of years ago, <clears throat> um, like two years ago, I think. So you can probably pick that one up um, pretty easily. Super fun, lighthearted watch. Yeah. The next one that we're going to talk about, I know, is one of Holly's favorite movies because uh, she actually introduced this one to she actually introduced me to this one and it is called The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Yeah. So I'm going to let her tell you all about it. Yeah, I think we might have talked about this one last year, too. We um, probably did. Yeah, it, it start it stars uh, Don Knotts, um, who basically plays um, a journalist version of Barney Fife, wouldn't you say? Yeah, A very, definitely. very skittish um, typesetter for um, a newspaper company, and he aspires to be a journalist. Um, so he takes the advice from the janitor who also works there uh, to put in a little filler about this infamous murder house in town. Um, and so this three-inch article 
kind of becomes the talk of the town and they say, hey, you know, we'll we'll give you a spot on the front page if you go and you spend the night at this infamous murder house. And so he does. Um, and he experiences some pretty terrifying things for, for him. And I mean, honestly, for me as a kid, like the stuff he experienced was was scary too. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely one of those lighthearted kind of yeah. silly fun movies. But yeah, as a kid, as you know, a kid, it's it like scary. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like Scooby Doo. Yeah. You know, as a kid, as a younger kid, it would some things would probably really scare you, even though you know it's all in good fun. Um, but he writes the article. Um, and then the man who owns the property uh, starts to sue him for libel um, because he can't bulldoze the house now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole movie, he's basically trying to prove that what he experienced that night really happened uh, to a judge and jury. <laughs> yeah, I I really... Um I really liked it the first time that we watched it. And then of course the second time we watched it too, it's just mm-hmm. as good. Um, it's just like a very cool, fun, like family friendly movie. And, and I mean, honestly, I feel like I've been in the mood for more family friendly stuff lately. Mm-hmm. And I guess just because of everything, you know, everything's that's, so heavy. Yeah. Everything's really heavy right now. And, and it's nice to, I mean, you know, it's fun to put on a slasher and something kind of like a little bit more spooky, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I've definitely wanted to throw in a little bit more like family friendly kind of like spooky, but you know, like get you in the mood for Halloween and stuff like that, but is also like not crazy gory and, and, uh, things like that. But anyway, this is a good one if you want to watch it. Um, it's safe if you for just, your kids. It's yeah. safe for your younger kids. And um, it, yeah, it's good. And it's yeah, it's just very. It's a good family friendly. Um, yeah, just like want to put on and watch with everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody will probably appreciate it too because it's it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's very silly everyone. and and it's like you know it's it's not overly spooky or scary or anything like that. But it it definitely has like Scooby Doo type vibes and the yeah. and the music and stuff like that. And um, Don Knotts is hilarious. So. Um, yeah, Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Good one. Um, you can find the Blu-ray on Amazon super cheap for like five bucks, I think. So Anthony surprised me with it last year. <laughs> yeah. It was the best thing about the spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next up, um, like many uh film accounts and film buffs that you might have seen uh post recently, I too got the massive Friday the 13th box set from Scream Factory and Holly has never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies until uh, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And I, so, I mean, I've seen all of them and I started, she was doing something else. And so I put on like part three and she caught kind of like the tail end of part three with me, um, which is a good one, you know, and, and Scream Factory put the, the box set out and it's like transferred in like actual 3d or you can watch it in regular so we, I watched part three, like I said, Holly caught the tail end of that one with me, and then I watched um, the first one as well. We watched the first one together last night. So as your true official first Friday the 13th movie that you watched, um, what like what surprised um, you about it? And was there, I mean, did anything surprise you about it? Were you expecting it to be like Jason the whole time, or did you know it was his I- mom? I wasn't expecting it to be Jason because you spoiled it for me. Oh, my yeah. bad. You said Jason's <laughs> not even in the first one that much at all. And I said, what? And you said, I'm not going to tell you anymore. So 
I expected that it would be someone like close to him or like I'm not really sure what I what I thought, but I didn't really expect his mother. Um yeah. whenever she got out of the car, I was like, "Oh." Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it's her. She's crazy. Um and also, I was surprised at the um, you know, she would go into the little kid voice. "Kill her, yeah. mommy. Kill her. Uh-huh. Let her get away." Yeah, that part's probably the yeah. creepiest of the whole thing. Yeah. The whole movie. It was pretty creepy. Um I enjoyed watching some of the special features too because mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, um, with I think they called it a chair jumper. Yep. Um, I said that that gives me Carrie vibes because mm-hmm. you know at the very end of the the OG Carrie, um, she has the dream and the hand pops out of the um, out of the ground out of the grave and grabs her and she wakes up from this dream. Um, and that scared the snot out of me whenever I watched it <laughs> <laughs> with my mom. Uh, and so I said, hey, that gives me Carrie vibes. Um, and whenever we were watching, I think it was Savini. Yeah, Tom Savini. Was, yeah, he said, you know, at the end of it, we needed like a chair jumper. Um, and they took basically kind of took the same notes from Carrie. Basically, mm-hmm. he said, and I was like, I called it. You did. And it's <laughs> interesting, too, because they're, you know, it's such a Friday the 13th is such a, a classic and like, you know, famous mm-hmm. horror franchise. But it's funny because they kind of ripped the ending from Carrie yeah. and then they ripped the whole premise essentially from Halloween. Yeah. Um, they but, even said that that was like what uh, Sean Cunningham said. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, we need to rip uh, Halloween. Halloween made a lot of money, so we need to rip it off is basically what he said. Yeah. Um, so but I mean, you know, as far as. But like I couldn't see that. That's where like the creativity goes. You know, it is a slasher around the same time as Halloween. But yeah, also, I feel like they they got creative with it to the point that if I didn't know and I didn't while watching it, that yeah. it was a Halloween ripoff. I mean, it's not like a shot yeah, for shot remake not. or anything, but they um, definitely like took, they took like they, beats from, yeah, they did. They took beats from it. Um, the like noticeable music cue, mm-hmm. um, musical decisions that they made. Um, very similar, but you know, the story is completely different. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, even though it's the general, you know, like the evil that happens a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah. though, the yeah, the basic concept of it is the same. But then the actual situations that happen are different, which is cool. Um, I mean, personally, I I like I know that all of them kind of dip in quality. um, But I I mean, I like all of them except for um, part nine, which is Jason Goes to Hell. That's not my favorite. Honestly, part six and seven, like I said, are my my favorite. Um, I do really have a soft spot for Jason goes to Jason takes Manhattan. Um, so I'm excited to kind of dig into these a little bit more and show you some of the because like the first one is is good and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but you know you really experience them late the craziness of the series like once you get to part three, four, and after that because Jason just is like, yeah. in you know. I liked it because it was what I expected. Um, and I said several times, why are you doing that? Why would you make that decision? Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what I expect when I go and watch a slasher movie. Yeah. And just people make stupid decisions. Yeah. Yeah, People make stupid decisions and that's what I kind of, that's what makes it fun for me. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I agree. If you don't, if you're not yelling at the TV, like what are you doing? Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, if I were in that situation, would I really make the, the decisions that, 
I'm saying that I would make. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to know, and I mean, sometimes you can kind of justify it as like, well, that that person's obviously not thinking clearly because yeah. you know. But at the same time, it's like it, when you watch like the first one, it had been a long time since I watched it until last night. So when you, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, she hit. Mrs. Voorhees like three times in the head and kind of like semi knocked her out. I'm like, you had three opportunities to escape from her and she keeps coming back. Like either like really, really knock her out or like, you know, knock her out and tie her up so she can't get back or like actually kill her. Like, you know, really got me the most was Miss Voorhees pulls up with her running Jeep. Yeah. Um, and she opens the door to find like a dead person in the Jeep. But, you know, she panics, and so she runs away from it. I get that. But once, you know, Miss Voorhees is dead, it's like, why don't you just get in get the running in the Jeep? Jeep? But she gets in the boat yeah. instead. Yeah. I think, though, I think really, like, that was just kind of the writing. Like, the writing yeah. was pushing her to go get in the boat so you could have that one final yeah. scare. Because you got in the Jeep, then she wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to do that final kind of jump final, scare. yeah, cheapy jump scare. But, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that one kind of the the writing more service the kind of service the plot versus the actual rational character decision. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's a Friday Thirteenth movie. We're not really there for the well, <laughs> for, so for followed, the characters. People followed exact rational thought for every horror movie. It would you wouldn't be probably boring. not even yeah. It would be over in like thirty minutes. Yeah, you, um, you go into the house, something moves. Okay, I'm out of here. Bye. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just want a short film like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like all the setup and then it's like, nope, I'm out. Nope, bye. See you later. <laughs> um, so, of course, uh, no Halloween marathon is complete without Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, so that's just kind of my terrible segue into the next movie we watch, which was Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a staple for me every year. And I know um, some people are like, oh, it's not a Halloween movie. And some people are like, it's not a Christmas movie. I agree because it's It's both. both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I think personally, you know, watch whatever you want, do whatever you want. But Mm -hmm. I think that it's both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. And so I watch it at both of those times uh, each year. And so I had a lot of fun watching it again, you know, just like a more lighthearted kind of funny, silly um, one. But again, I'm sure that everybody here that's listening to this podcast has heard of Nightmare Before Christmas, but um What's your favorite part of Nightmare Before Christmas? Favorite part? Yes. Um, my favorite part of Nightmare Before Christmas is probably, um, I really love the part where, um, like where Jack finds all the different at towards the beginning where he finds all the different entrances to the different holiday lands and things mm-hmm. like that, and then when um he goes and rescues uh Sandy Claus yeah <laughs> from Oogie Boogie and Oogie Boogie's song is just so catchy um yes. but I really also like the vampires kind of make that movie really oh, funny to me yes. um so they're all they're really funny too um I like them a lot just their little quippy one-liners that they say are are cool 
But yeah. what about you? What's your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part is whenever Jack is missing for a long time and the mayor says, sound the alarm. And he cranks the cat's tail oh, yeah. and the cat makes the siren sound. <laughs> That's my favorite part. The mayor is really funny. He just, he overreacts to everything, which is cool. It's like, and not cool, but funny. Yeah, like, his you know, face switches his back face. And forth. Yeah, that's the cool he part. He only has it. two modes. He's happy or he's like anxious yeah. about something. <laughs> yeah, he says, I'm an elected official. I can't make decisions by myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. I love the detail that um, all Disney movies tend to have. Um, especially like in a, in a sort of claymation, like Nightmare Before Christmas is. Yeah. I really like the claymation in, in that movie. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. but what yeah, I mean, undertaking. Huh? <laughs> what an undertaking. <laughs> yeah, really it's <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, so with all that being said, um, it's, it's kind of, it's cool that, um, you know, we, we watch some of the same ones and all that good stuff, um, each year, but since this is a movie podcast and people probably uh, want to hear like, I new guess, movies, deeper cuts, yeah. new movies, things like that. Um, I, I would be remiss if we uh, if we didn't talk about some sort of deeper cuts and things like that. And so, um, I mean, while we might not have watched these uh specifically yet this year um i do want to kind of i mean we've probably seen most of the movies that are on our list that we're just kind of like rewatching. we try to throw in some new ones and stuff too uh which we went to video drum earlier and rented a couple we've never seen uh which we got event horizon and the horror express mm -hmm. so we'll report back on those i've actually never seen event horizon even though it's been on my list for ages um, and I definitely then, haven't seen it. So, <laughs> and then Horror Express is one that I've wanted to watch for uh, for like ages. Uh, just have never got around to. <clears throat> but anyway, um, some of my favorites on my list here are um, Chopping Mall, uh, which is you know I think we may have even talked about that on here before. Yeah, I think so. Um, just a great crazy killer robot movie where these kids kind of go into this mall and uh, they are for some reason having a party and like a sleepover inside the mall. Um, yeah, it's the furniture store that these two guys work at. Yeah, and yeah. there's these robots who are like this mall security robots. I guess the mall has been experiencing a lot of crime recently, and so these robots, uh, affectionately known as killbots, mm -hmm. um, they they're they're um like base or tower or whatever gets struck by lightning and they just go crazy and wreak havoc in this mall where these kids are just partying <laughs> party. because it's the 80s <laughs> so chopping mall is a great if you haven't seen it um another one of my more recent favorites uh it's the movie itself is not recent but it's newish to me and to you i guess is night tide yeah. um which would be make a perfect pairing with uh the lighthouse um yeah. because they're both involve mermaids and lighthouses and things like that. But Night Tide is this really cool black and white, um, very like lush cinematography. And um, this basically this guy meets this um, this woman at uh, he's like a sailor and he meets this woman and um, she like may or may not be a mermaid. She plays a mermaid in like a sideshow at the pier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she might be one in real life. We don't really yeah. know. And she's kind of like, you know, it's kind of one of those, like she might be this sort of enchantress type thing. And it, it's just, yeah, like mm -hmm. the siren who like kind of lures the sailor to his death, but you're not really sure. Um, but it's really cool. Um, Indicator put out a really great release of this one. And the um, the cover art is actually what got me over this one. And 
And I kind of read into the story and I was like, that seems pretty interesting. So I uh, ended up getting it and really, really liked it a lot. So, um, yeah, that'd make a great pairing with uh, with the lighthouse. Um, so a couple other ones, um, a little bit more kind of deep cutty, I guess, if you want to uh, if you're looking for some stuff you might not have never might not have ever seen before. Um, there's one called Summer of 84 that um, uh, is on Shutter and. It's a really cool kind of like in the same sort of vein as like uh, Monster Squad kind of where these kids they are like more like teenagers, I guess. Um, they think that I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, they think that their their like neighbor is a uh, murderer or this like did somebody, this adult that they know is a murderer and um, they're trying to prove it and stuff. And so that's kind of it's very like tense and atmospheric and there's a lot of really cool 80s synth music and stuff in it. Um, it's a shutter exclusive, I think that you can, you can stream it on there. Um, I'm not sure if it's exclusive or not, but, uh, yeah, it's been it, on there, it's been on there for yeah, ages and you can buy the Blu-ray on Amazon for like 10 bucks, but that's a really cool one. Uh, it's a more recent one. I think it's like 2018 maybe that it came out, but it's called summer of 84. Um, another really good one that kind of maybe flies under the radar a little bit, uh, is one called a girl walks home alone at night and, uh, I think that one is also on Shutter too. It okay, is. Shutter. It's also, it used to be on us. Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore. <laughs> yeah, it did used to be on Netflix. Um, because I bought, I I told you this story before. I think I I bought this really fancy Kino Lorber edition of this movie, and it like I I think I spent like thirty five or like forty bucks on it. It was really hard to find. I I hunted it down and found it, ordered it, and then like two days later it was on Netflix. And mm-hmm. I was like, Are you kidding me? I mean, which is fine because I had it for my physical collection anyway. Yeah, so. Netflix netflix and off, yeah and their stuff goes on and off but um it's really a girl walks home alone, home alone at night is really cool and very atmospheric it's um all black and white um and it was described as an iranian vampire western um mm-hmm. so it's very like different um it's basically about this town called bad city uh and there's this vampire um who is the girl who walks home at night, um, the girl in question basically. And, um, she is kind of like a vigilante vampire kind of thing. There's a lot of like prostitution and like, um, there's like, like a bunch of pimps and stuff in this town that like abuse women and things like that. And they're just not very good people. And so she's almost like a vigilante type vampire where she has, uses her power to kind of like take down bad guys and stuff like that and it's pretty cool it's actually based on a graphic novel i believe um which it came with a graphic novel and everything the the cool kino lover edition but um yeah it's definitely worth a watch that's that would make a good pairing with um girl walk someone at night would make a good pairing with let the right one in oh yeah um which is a a great swedish vampire movie which was remade as uh let me in which was not my favorite but the original version the original uh was very good um some other stuff we have on our list, just to kind of name a few off if you're looking for some stuff. Uh, Deep Red, uh, directed by Dario Argento, is a great kind of um, giallo slasher. I mean, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Italian um, slasher, giallo. Uh, Deep Red is good. Uh, Phenomena is one that we watched the other night, too, that I believe you can stream on Shutter as well. If not, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Amazon Prime also has it. That one was a cool one, though, I think. Um starring Jennifer Connelly and Donald Pleasance, but yeah. we're the, um, basically this girl moves to, uh, this 
kind of like boarding school. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has this uh, unique ability to uh, communicate with insects, which sounds pretty bizarre because um, it, it kind of is. And uh, she is, she's basically kind of tries to help this. There's this murderer that is kind of around town is kind of focusing primarily on this on this girl's school. And she uses the her ability to communicate with insects to try to basically like find out who this serial killer is and stuff. So it's like a interesting like supernatural twist on a on a Jalo film, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. What did you think of it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It, it took a lot of twists and turns that I was not expecting. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a different movie from when it starts. <laughs> yes, and you're like we went from point A to point B like yes, very super quickly. <laughs> Um, very yeah. different. And there's also like three different cuts of the movie too. Yeah, uh, we, watched we watched like the, the, the uncut. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the very cut. Like the one that we watched was almost two hours. It was like mm-hmm. hour and 50 minutes or yeah. hour 55. And, uh, there's like an 83 minute version, which is like an hour and 20 minutes. So like 30 minutes of footage cut from it. Yeah. Um, which we didn't watch that one. So I don't know all the differences and things like that. Um, but yeah, those are some, some cool ones. Um, also on our list, you know, the rest of the Halloween and Friday the 13th franchise, um, not really deep cuts, but staples of anyone, uh, of any, um, 30 days, 31 days of Halloween marathon is a uh, fright night, lost boys, the fog, um, or another great one, uh, actually that might fly a little under the radar is a, if you want a good haunted house movies, the changeling, mm-hmm. um, Severin films put out a really cool Blu-ray. Um, but it's basically about an author, not an author. He's a, um, a composer yeah. and his wife and daughter are killed in this terrible accident. And he moves to the biggest house humanly possible, <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of, you know, get over the, that, uh, grief process and mm-hmm. to focus on his writing and things like that. And of course the house that he moves into is haunted and this ghost is trying to communicate with him to tell him something. And it's kind of like to help him solve this mystery, basically. And um, it's really great. It's got um, George C. Scott in it. And it's just a really great, well-directed, very tight. Like, I don't feel like there's a wasted frame in that whole movie. Um, yeah. It's It's got a really killer seance scene in it as well. Um, very spooky and atmospheric and good ghost tale. Um, yeah. I think that we... We paired that one with, um, <laughs> ironically enough, a not so great ghost movie, which is a uh, Thirteen Ghost, but it's fun. So yeah, yeah. Which we we also have watched Ghost Ship recently. Which yeah, is like basically Thirteen Ghosts on a Ship. It is. Yeah, it's very very mm-hmm. like early two thousands horror. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you think of Ghost Ship? I mean, it was. Interesting. Um, I think I like 13 Ghosts a little bit. I would have to agree with you, yeah. Um, They were kind of... There were some really cool kills in Ghost Ship, I will say. Especially Um, the opening scene. Yeah. Um, But they're like... I mean, honestly, if you look at the plot line, um, and if you kind of describe the ending, um, I think both of them are pretty much the same like i said yeah they are very similar for sure um but yeah ghost ship had a lot of a lot more plot holes in it than 13 ghosts did it it wrapped like not that 13 ghosts didn't have plot holes but yeah they both definitely had plot holes and then and then my thing my biggest complaint with uh with ghost ship is that 
it doesn't really give like get going until about an hour or so into it aside mm-hmm. from the really cool opening um and then it starts giving you all this plot and mm-hmm. then it's just like it alludes to so many different things and all this yeah, potential is. lore and backstory and stuff yeah. and then it's just like the end the end and you know over. like there's there's one part where like uh, not to get too spoilery um but there's one part where you know they're, you're kind of trying to figure out like okay what why is this ship like what's wrong with it is mm-hmm. it cursed does you know who who doesn't want us here why don't they want us here and then there's just this like guy who says yeah my management won't be happy if you know <laughs> like who management? is management is it like are you the like is the management like the devil like or is it somebody else is it like some spirit like what who is management is and what <laughs> yeah like exactly there's like all these different possibilities that it could be and yeah just kind of make some vague yeah 13 ghosts kind of spreads the plot out a little bit more the pacing is definitely yeah. better yeah 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 but tit for tat yep <laughs> so yep. anyway um those are some some movies that we watched recently some recommendations um we have a lot more stuff that is on our list um and so uh you know we try to keep it kind of diverse um you know, some slashers some supernatural stuff some family friendly stuff so uh we're gonna have some some fun watching the rest of our our halloween marathon and we're gonna do we'll do one more uh episode uh kind of in about a week or two maybe and uh catch you guys up on what else we've been watching and make some more recommendations to help you guys have the funnest and spookiest October that you can from your couch, (laughs) (laughs) right from your couch. Um, so yeah, let us know, um, on Instagram and stuff, what you've been watching feel free to comment, send us messages, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, subscribe. You can rate us on, um, Apple podcast and share the podcast as well with some friends if you're enjoying it. And, um, yeah, thanks for sticking with us and, and listening and, Hope you're having a good October and we'll catch you back in the next one. Bye for now. Bye.